Hey, true crime fans, welcome back to Murder on the Map. And it's actually the season two finale of the show because I'm taking a quick summer break. I'm your host, Taylor, and I'm really glad you're here. In case you're new to the show, each week I'll tell you about a bizarre, cold, or underreported case from a different state across the country. Today is State 30. It's Hawaii, and it's definitely a bizarre one. This is the story of the Yoga Twins. Identical twins Allison and Anne were born in Utica, New York in 1978. They lived with their older sister Amy and their mom, but I couldn't find any mention of their dad until later in the story. When the twins were five, their mom unfortunately died, and I couldn't find any specific reporting on where the twins went to live or anything like that, but I can imagine growing up without a mom was very hard on them. And like I said before, the twins were identical, and they had a lot of common personality traits as well. They were known to be a bit reserved and known as very sweet, kind, and level-headed. They were the type of twins that did everything together, and I mean everything. Their relationship was borderline unhealthy. I watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance on TLC, so I keep seeing commercials for the show called Extreme Sisters, and I definitely get the vibe that these girls were like absolutely fit for that show. They were always together, they even showered together, which so weird, and they definitely had the twin telepathy thing going on. They could figure out what each other needed at any moment or what the other was going to say before they said it. They were just very on the same page and they loved each other a lot. But in a way, they also hated each other. These two had such a toxic and twisted relationship and people who knew them said that it seemed like they were one soul and two bodies. And like a magnet, they had to be together at all times. They were inseparable even though they hated each other sometimes and finished each other's sentences, but then they also would fight like crazy all throughout their life. And it was just like that. They had ups and downs, horrible fights, and then moments of love. It was just like an ongoing cycle. They attended Notre Dame High School where they were both cheerleaders, and while they were there, they were known as the cheerleading twins. They were definitely popular in high school and were also on the track team and involved in cross country. But then as they grew older and grew out of cheerleading, they eventually got into yoga. And you would think that discovering and getting into yoga would really bring Zen into someone's life, kind of calm them down and make them stop being so combative with each other. But that was definitely not the case with these girls. They definitely put on the act that they were these very Zen yoga twins, as they were eventually called. But in reality, they were fighting all the time. Eventually, the twins decided that they wanted to get into the yoga business for their career, and they wanted to open a yoga studio together. They decided to open one in Palm Beach County, Florida, and they found an open space, put down money on it together, and called it Twin Power Yoga Studio. They first opened it in 2008 and operated it until 2014. Their yoga studio took off almost immediately, and they were doing really well. They kind of became famous around town because they had really big personalities. 
They were really well known because they did a lot of socializing and they drove around town in matching Porsches. They had made it really big by this point in their lives and they ended up living in a really nice high-rise building in Palm Beach. They also dressed very fancy, designer clothes, designer bags, the whole thing, and they were all about yoga and spreading the message about how much yoga can help you in your life. But like I said, behind the scenes, they were still fighting as much as they used to. They were fighting like teenage girls, and eventually, because they had such big personalities, they were approached to do a reality TV show. It was going to be about these two twins who ran a yoga studio and all the drama in their life, but it ended up not moving forward for whatever reason, and the twins were really bummed out about this. But when they thought that it was still going to happen, the producers had convinced them to rent a bigger, nicer yoga space, and they took their advice and went ahead and did it. Even though the show didn't end up working out, they still ended up moving to this nicer yoga studio and just couldn't afford the bills for it. So now they don't have the reality show income they thought they were going to have, and they're also paying for the way bigger, fancier yoga studio, and they started spinning out and spiraling into debt, and it only caused more stress on their relationship. So in 2014, they ended up closing their yoga studio without warning, and they just literally dipped out of there. They abandoned the studio, all of the stuff in it, didn't pay their employees, didn't refund anyone for their memberships, and just ghosted. It really pissed a lot of people off in the community because everyone felt totally ripped off. Former employees have been interviewed and said that the, that the twins often seemed unstable and more sporadic and just like they were all over the place. One minute they were calm and nice and then the next minute they were just kind of all over, calling incessantly and wanting to know answers to different questions. One didn't know what the other was doing, so it ended up just being chaotic for all the employees most of the time. So because of all the drama, the twins bailed from Florida and ended up moving to Park City, Utah, as well as changing their names. Reports say that they changed their names because they were planning to write a book and their names had become pretty tarnished on the internet from the whole yoga studio fiasco and they wanted a fresh start. Allison ended up changing her name to Alexandria and Anne ended up changing her name to Anastasia. Eventually, after they got settled into Park City, they ended up opening another yoga studio. But this one did not work out at all. It wasn't a success like the one in Florida and quickly crashed and burned. They ended up over $150,000 in debt, and at this point, they were forced to file for bankruptcy. During this time, the twins were so stressed out and they were fighting a lot, and they started to develop a drinking problem together. There was actually a time while they were living in Utah that the police were called to their house because they were fighting and drinking a lot. So that was on their record, and obviously during this time, the twins were really going through a rough patch. They were really depressed, and they hated living in Utah, so eventually they ghosted out of there too, and they moved to Hawaii. They said they chose Hawaii because they were on a religious quest, whatever that means. There's no mention anywhere else of them being religious, so I'm not sure. Once they were there, it didn't take them long to find trouble because on their first Christmas Eve in Hawaii, they were out drinking. They weren't at a club or anything. They were just at a restaurant and drinking a lot. They were so drunk that they ended up getting into a car accident on their way home because one of them drove home and it was bad. They ended up sliding into a ditch and the wreck didn't actually happen far away from where the restaurant was, so they were close enough to walk back and when the police got there, they were outside fighting with the owner of the restaurant and also fighting with each other very violently. When I say they fought a lot, it wasn't just verbal screaming. It was fighting physically. They would hit each other, scratch each other, bite and pull each other's hair and they would go at it like little girls. Like me and my sisters used to go at it like this, but haven't since we were like six. 
They drank so much that night that they were saying things to the owner that didn't even make sense, like, quote, we will send the mafia after you to come take care of you, end quote. The two of them ended up getting arrested for disorderly conduct and terroristic threatening that night. So, after this, in 2016, the girls ended up finding boyfriends around the same time. Their names were Lonnie Dickerson and Federico Bailey. Federico was dating Anastasia, and at one point the two of them were going to go camping, and Alexandria was going to stay home. So, the two of them went to Costco to get some supplies for their camping trip, and when they got there, they realized that they accidentally had Alexandria's credit card, so they didn't use it. Then they went back to the house to get out their own credit card, but then when they went home, somehow Alexandria had decided that she was going to go with them, so then the three of them left to go to Costco and then go on the camping trip. During this time, Federico was really trying to help them and their drinking problem. He wasn't allowing them to drink at all on this camping trip, and Alexandria decided that she was going to sneak a bottle of wine, but Federico ended up finding it and got really upset with her um, for having alcohol in the car, and there was so much tension over that, and Anastasia was mad at her sister for doing that. So eventually they get to the camping site, which was probably gorgeous. After they get there, Federico goes out into nature to use the bathroom, and when he gets back, the girls had actually gotten back into the car and left on the road to Hana. It's reported to be one of the most beautiful roads in the world, but also scary and dangerous because you're driving on roads with cliffs and huge drop-offs. There's twists and turns and it's very bumpy. So the twins are in the car and they're driving on the road to Hana and of course they're fighting. At one point they, that when they were driving, they actually came across this woman on the side of the road and she ended up getting in the car with them and weirdly enough, she actually also happened to be an identical twin from New York. So they kind of chatted with her for a while and were calm when she was in the car and then they eventually dropped her off further down the road, but then things started to go really bad inside the car. They continued driving and as they're driving, there was a guy behind them. He said when he was on the stand in court that he could see through the windows that the girls were really going at it. He could see their arms flailing around and they were punching each other, pulling each other's hair, and he could kind of see the car moving around a bit. And on the road to Hana, you're literally driving on a giant cliff, so you have to be so hyper-focused on what you're doing. It's so incredibly dangerous, but the twins didn't care. They were just having like full-ass WWE while driving down the road. The guy behind them was really freaking out, and but before he can do anything, Suddenly, Alexandria slams on the gas and cuts the wheel all the way to the left, and they go flying off the side of the cliff. The car ended up dropping 200 feet onto a bunch of rocks, and this was the only area around this cliff that didn't have any water. The car flew off and ended up dropping down onto the backside, so the front license plates were facing the sky. And luckily, this is a Ford Explorer, so it was a decent-sized car, because police said that if it was a smaller car, there's a good chance that both of them would have died on impact. Every day, tons of people drive on the road to Hana. It's like a real like tourist attraction um, in Hawaii. I actually just had a friend post pictures on his Instagram story of it. It looked amazing. I can't say that I will ever go there. It looks a little scary for me. There's always people going through though, and so it didn't take long till tons of people were driving around and stopped and saw the commotion, and so there was a huge crowd forming. Looking down at the car, someone called 911, and of course a lot of witnesses started to see that one person looked like they were kind of moving, but the other person was completely still. They thought a chance though that there was maybe one or both of them that had survived. When police got there, they saw a bunch of cars were parked around the cliff and they started interviewing people about what they saw. 
They also saw severe skid marks on the street right away, which told them that the driver had actually not tried to hit the brakes before going off the cliff. They figured out that Alexandria had actually done a really sharp turn to go off the cliff, and it was very like out of the way for her to go off the cliff, so it looked super intentional. They dropped first responders down to the crash site by helicopter to see if either of the twins were alive, and when they got to the wreckage, it didn't take them long to realize that Anastasia had not made it. She had broken so many bones in her body that one of the paramedics said that it was like lifting up a bag of bones. However, Alexandria was very lucky, and she ended up surviving the crash. After the break, I'll tell you more about the crash and all about Alexandria's aftermath of the accident. If you're listening to my show, I can only assume that you like spooky stuff or you're my mom. And hey mom, if you're listening, go ahead and tune this ad out. Anyway, I'm shopping at Karaz and they have the cutest spooky stuff tees. They also have some Southwestern tees. So if you love Arizona and out West, there's tees for you. And my personal favorite is the Brooks and Dunn neon moon shirt. And I have a promo code where you can get 10% off your first order. So if you're in the market for some new shirts and you want to look cute, which, I mean, come on, we all do, check out karaz.com. That's K-A-E-R-A-Z.com and use code TaylorBTalks for 10% off your first order. When they pulled Anastasia out of the car, they discovered that she had clumps of blonde hair in her hands. They assumed this was Alexandria's and it made sense because the witness behind them said he had saw them pulling each other's hair out. So Alexandria made it out of the crash and she was completely uninjured really. She was very lucky, but what was really strange to investigators right off the bat when they got to the scene is that she wasn't frantic or upset and definitely was not acting like someone just that just drove off a cliff and had her sister die immediately. People thought it was really strange that she wasn't asking about her sister, if she was okay or anything, when it was pretty clear that something had happened to her. Alexandria was brought to the hospital and was interviewed by police there. And they said that when they talked to her, she seemed completely disconnected from reality and what had just happened. And she didn't seem interested in talking to them at all or answering any of their questions. And apparently she was actually kind of irritated that they were at the hospital. The first thing she said to them was, why are you even here? And why am I even at the hospital? She didn't ask anything about her sister's condition. The police actually had to be the ones to bring it up to her and tell her that her sister had died. And when she found out, she had a complete blank stare and showed no emotion at all. The weirdest part about all of this is when their father found out, he was very upset that Alexandria wasn't the one to die. He actually said, quote, it should have been that bitch Alexandria, end quote. So essentially, he was saying that the wrong twin died that day. Pretty much immediately, investigators were suspicious, especially because so many witnesses had said they had saw them fighting, and they started to think, is it possible that Alexandria really did drive off the cliff on purpose? So they started an investigation, and they quickly discovered that Alexandria's blood alcohol content was three times the legal limit. This means she was extremely intoxicated while driving, and shouldn't have been driving anywhere, let alone on the road to Hana. At the time of the crash, the girls didn't even have their IDs on them, so they weren't even fully able to determine which twin had died. They had to go to their house and find some sort of ID that proved that Alexandria was the one who was still alive. When they went to her house, 
Lonnie had actually answered the door and they asked him to help confirm her identity at the hospital. And strangely enough, when they told him about the accident and what had happened to his girlfriend and that her sister Anastasia had died, he also had no reaction. He looked at them with a blank stare, which is super weird. And during all of this, Frederico, who is Anastasia's boyfriend, is still at the campsite wondering where the twins went. Word didn't make it back to him about what happened, so he ended up sleeping at the campsite that night, and the next morning he hitched a ride back to his friend's house in Havana, and this is actually where he was informed about the crash and that Anastasia had died in the car accident. Of course, he was acting like a normal person, thankfully, and was shocked, and he was really upset. But to him, the whole thing immediately made sense because according to Frederico, seven days before the crash, Alexandria had told him that she was going to kill Anastasia. He also claimed at one point, she said, quote, I killed my sister, end quote, like as if it had already happened. And this was before the crash. Frederico didn't fully explain why she said she wanted to kill her sister, but it seemed like there was a lot of jealousy in the relationship. Looking pretty much the same was very hard for them and it caused them to be very competitive and constantly compare themselves to one another. They were constantly trying to one-up each other and be better than the other, and it seemed like they just totally resented being twins, but at the same time, couldn't be away from each other. It was the most crazy, love-hate, toxic relationship ever. And all of this is really weird, but apparently at one point, according to Frederico, Alexandria had told Anastasia that they were going to be leaving the planet on the 30th. And Frederico said that when he first heard this, he thought the two of them might be planning to take their own lives together, but I guess he didn't think too much of it because he didn't do anything about it. Hearing all of this information from Frederico definitely concerned investigators. Was it possible that Alexandria drove off the cliff to take her own life and her sister's life at the same time, or was it just an accident? I mean, there are three totally different possibilities here, and obviously they have to look at the car. And luckily this is a new enough car. I didn't actually know that cars even had this before this case, but it had a black box similar to like an airplane so they could see what was happening in the car at the time of the crash as far as acceleration rates and everything like that. And when they looked at it, they were able to determine there was absolutely no braking. When Alexandria drove off the cliff, there was 100% acceleration. So she flew off the cliff at full speed. This made the police start to believe that the accident wasn't an accident and was fully intentional. As I mentioned earlier, the area they landed on was the only rocky area in that range, so it seemed also like she had purposely chosen to drive off in that specific area because they would land on the rocks and not the water. It was also one of the only parts of the highway that didn't have a guardrail, and so it seemed to investigators that maybe Alexandria had like pre-driven the road and planned to drive off at that specific spot. They figured out that Alexandria didn't die because she had the protection from the steering wheel and the airbags versus Anastasia, who was kind of bouncing around in the car more on the passenger side. They thought maybe it was possible that Anastasia was pulling out Alexandria's hair and that's what made her drive off the cliff. And investigators reenacted this and they determined that it's likely that Alexandria did this on purpose. At this point, police felt ready to try to press charges on her. So they needed to have a motive, and after they did a little digging, they found out that Frederico and Anastasia were going to be opening their own business on another Hawaiian island and moving away. Alexandria did not like the fact that they were going to live together or open their own business and move away, and she did not want anyone else to be with her sister. So the police thought maybe she did this to kill both of them. 
and eventually, with all of the circumstantial evidence building up, they did charge Alexandria with second-degree murder of her sister, but when the police went to her house, she had already left. She had heard that they were going to be arresting her and fled, but obviously Maui is an island and the only way to leave is by plane or by boat. Luckily, the cops were quickly able to figure out that she was booked back on a flight to the mainland, so they went to the Maui airport, but when they got there, they found out that her plane had actually been grounded because there was some type of mechanical issue with the plane. She had ended up going back to a nearby hotel, which is where they found her and arrested her. During her preliminary hearing, Alexandria pled not guilty, and in the footage you can see that she's wearing a sling on her arm from the accident. There's been a lot of criticism that maybe she was playing her injury for sympathy. And what's crazy is during the hearing, the judge stated that they didn't have enough probable cause to hold her for second degree murder. So he ended up releasing her and dismissing the murder charge. Now that she was free, she ended up booking a flight to New York. However, when she was in New York, she was actually arrested for swerving in and out of her lane and almost hitting a New York state police investigator's vehicle. She took a breathalyzer test and showed her blood alcohol content was 0.26, which is again, more than three times the legal limit. So obviously she hasn't learned anything from all of her previous accidents. Not only that, she wasn't even wearing a seatbelt at the time. When she went to the police station, she refused to be fingerprinted, she did not want to be photographed, and she also refused to say where she was staying or tell them anything about her. So she was taken into custody for a DWI and was held on a $5,000 cash bail in Delaware County. Pretty quickly, a judge ended up tripling her bail to $15,000 or a $30,000 cash bond because authorities actually found out that she had a DWI back in Utah. At one point in that case, she had paid bail and fled the state, so they had to make her bail higher. So during all of this, a grand jury was being put together back in Hawaii and surprisingly, at this point, they ended up finally indicting her for her sister's death. So this is when Alexandria was taken back to Maui to face her charges. The trial started on January 29th, 2018, and going into all of this, she was super freaked out because she was facing life in prison. During the trial, the guy who was behind them when they were driving on the road to Hana ended up taking the stand and he told the court about how he saw Alexandria's hair being pulled by Anastasia and that she was pulling on her hair and kind of pulling her whole body over to the passenger side and yanking on her. This supported the theory that Alexandria simply just lost control because her sister was attacking her. And then Frederico ended up taking the stand, who, again, was Anastasia's boyfriend, and he said that after Anastasia had died, Alexandria ended up taking a shower with him. Not only that, he said that Alexandria started wearing all of Anastasia's clothes, which really just rubs me the wrong way. During the trial, the defense argued that Anastasia had actually caused the accident herself by attacking her sister and pulling on her hair. They also pointed out that there was a tire on the vehicle that had just been replaced with a spare. They had gotten a flat the day before, and they said the tire was kind of flimsy. And also, randomly, Alexandria decided that the road felt kind of wet that day, and the tire just didn't have the best traction, so that explained everything. The defense also brought in an accident reconstructionist named Wayne Slagle, and Wayne actually testified that the black box showed Alexandria did not drive off the cliff on purpose. He said that it was likely because there was so much jerking going on in the car because of the fighting, and that's what caused the accident. Alexandria had claimed that she didn't remember a lot of it because she was drunk, and also because it was so traumatic. It just left her shocked, and she said that she blocked out a lot of the details. 
This trial is actually just a bench trial, meaning that there's no jury, so the judge makes the final decision. After hearing all of the evidence available, the judge came to the conclusion that Alexandria was not responsible for the accident or her sister's death, so she was immediately acquitted. A lot of people think that Alexandria got away with murder and that she purposely planned the whole thing. A lot of people think that she wanted to take her own life as well and it just didn't work out. And of course, to this day, there are people who think it was just an accident and it was caused by them fighting. But still today, Alexandria maintains her innocence. She talks about how horrific that whole day was and how hard this whole thing has been on her. And she recently did a Dr. Phil interview, which... As you guys know, I cannot put those clips in this episode because Dr. Phil's lawyers will be on me in two seconds, but I will link it in the show notes because it's pretty interesting to hear it from her point of view. But other than that, she's kept pretty quiet and I can't really find her on any social media. And honestly, I can imagine this whole thing has probably been pretty traumatic for her. There's a lot of negativity around her and surrounding the case on the internet. She just wants no part of it. She explained that she actually did feel very sorry for her sister and misses her a lot, and she was just devastated by everything that happened, but some people just don't believe her. I'm really curious to see what you guys think, and I think the stuff Frederico said definitely makes me think it could be an attempt to kill both of them, but I don't know at the end of the day. I just know that there's enough evidence and the fact that the guy behind them saw them fighting, so it's not like she made all of that up. That definitely helps her case as well. But again, I want to know what you guys think after hearing the story. So DM me all of your opinions on Instagram after listening to the episode. Thanks so much for listening to the season two finale of Murder on the Map. You can find more about the Yoga Twins at the links in the show notes, including the Dr. Phil interview. Murder on the Map is a Radio Free Roscoe production, and our theme music was composed by Nick Scrivens. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon for Season 3.